the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Now look how history affirms the prophecy of Daniel in verse 20. There shall arise in his place, his son, one who imposes taxes on the glorious kingdom. That's Israel. But within a few days he shall be destroyed, but not in anger or in battle. So the son of Antiochus III, he sent tax collectors down to plunder the temple in Jerusalem. Again, just as described in verse 20. Do you hate it when your friends give away the ending of a movie? Even if they say spoiler alert first, it doesn't make it any better. In today's message, Pastor Dan explains that in the Bible, spoiler alerts are good. Fulfilled prophecies confirm that the Bible is true. Ancient rulers were described by Daniel even before they ruled. Some prophecies have already been fulfilled, while many others will be fulfilled in the end times. You can trust the Word of God and choose to follow Christ now. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 11, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. There's a ring of truth that is unmistakable Knowing that you cannot find them all And if you listen carefully And sometimes even if you don't You can hear that sound The king of the south shall become strong in the region, but then it says, as well as one of his princes. Again, we know historically what this is talking about. One of the officers under the king of Egypt became king of Syria. But the king of Egypt gained power over the region, gained power over the king of Syria, and had dominion over that region, including the land of of Israel. And at the end of some years, they shall join forces For the daughter of the king of the south shall go to the king of the north to make an agreement. But she shall not retain the power of her authority, and neither he nor his authority shall stand. But she shall be given up with those who brought her, and with him who begot her, and with him who strengthened her in those days. The king of Egypt gave his daughter Bernice to marry the king of Syria to form an alliance between the two kingdoms and to maintain power over the region. The only problem was the king of Syria was already married. So the king of Syria divorced his wife to marry Bernice from Egypt. Well, this is going to sound like a soap opera. Well, let me tell you what happened. The ex-wife didn't like that so much. So, She poisoned her husband, ex-husband, the king, and then murdered his new wife, Bernice, and their son that they had together. And then she installed her own son as king over Syria. 
Well, when the news of that made its way down to Egypt, the brother of Bernice, when he heard that his sister and nephew had been murdered in Syria, he gathered the Egyptian army and he invaded Syria seeking revenge. That's what's described in verses 7 and 8. But from a branch of her roots, her brother, one shall arise in his place who shall come with an army, enter the fortress of the king of the north and deal with them and prevail. And he shall also carry their gods captive to Egypt with their princes and their precious articles of silver and gold and he shall continue more years than the king of the north. After the Egyptians, they go up to Syria. They defeat Syria. They took all of their gods. They took all of their gold and silver. They looted the country. They brought it all back down to Egypt. Well, then we're told in verse 9, also the king of the north, that would be Syria, shall come to the kingdom of the king of the south, but shall return to his own Land. Eventually, the Syrians, they attack the Egyptians. Again, this is all passing through the land of Israel. Verse 10, however, his sons shall stir up strife and assemble a multitude of great forces. And one shall certainly come and overwhelm and pass through, pass through the land of Israel. Then he shall return to his fortress and stir up strife. And the king of the south shall be moved with rage and go out and fight with him, with the king of the north, who shall muster a great multitude, but the multitude shall be given into the hand of his enemy. And when he has taken away the multitude, his heart will be lifted up, and he will cast down tens of thousands, but he will not prevail, for the king of the north will return and muster a multitude greater than the former, and shall certainly come at the end of some years with a great army and much equipment. Again, What it's describing here is just this constant back and forth between the kingdom of Egypt and the kingdom of Syria with Israel stuck in the crossfire. And this goes on like this back and forth for almost 200 years. And it's all historical and it's all recorded. And if you're interested in that kind of thing, you you can read about the names and the leaders and the battles and the dates and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it says in verse 14. Now in those times, many shall rise up against the king of the south, Egypt. Also, violent men of your people shall exalt themselves and fulfillment of the vision, but they shall fall. So the king of the north shall come and he will build a siege mound and take a fortified city And the forces of the south shall not withstand him. Even his choice troops shall have no strength to resist. But he who comes against him shall do according to his own will. And no one shall stand against him. He shall stand in the glorious land with destruction in his power. Now the glorious land is the land of Israel. So again, Israel's in the middle of all of this. And he shall also set his face to enter with the strength of his whole kingdom and upright ones with him. Thus shall he do. And he shall give him the daughter of women to destroy it. But she shall not stand with him or be for him. 
After this, he shall turn his face to the coastlands and shall take many, but a ruler shall bring the reproach against them to an end, and with the reproach removed, he shall turn back on him. Verse 19, Then he shall turn his face toward the fortress of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall and not be found. Now look back in verse 17. We're told here that the king of the north, or the king of Syria, is going to give his daughter. And the king of the north at this point is a guy named uh, Antiochus III. A lot of the kings in the north were named Antiochus. Uh, This is Antiochus III. He gave his own daughter, who happened to be named Cleopatra, but it's not that Cleopatra. It's a different Cleopatra. To marry the prince of Egypt, Ptolemy V. And Antiochus III hoped that his daughter would help him keep control over Egypt and the region. But his daughter, after she marries this Egyptian, she betrays her father. She sides with her husband and the Egyptians. And so then we see in verse 18 now that he shall turn his face to the coastland. So now that hasn't worked. So he's going to go towards the coastlands to try to invade again and shall take many. But a ruler shall bring the reproach against them to an end. And with the reproach removed, he shall turn back on him. Uh, Verse 19, then he shall turn his face toward the fortress of his own land. But he shall stumble and fall and not be found. When Antiochus III, the king of Syria, he attempts to invade the coastlands of Egypt. He's rebuffed by a rising empire, a new player on the field called the Roman Empire. Now the Romans get involved. They're, they're a new, you know, new empire on the scene, new, new empire in town. They get involved in this. They're to the west. They're expanding east. And so they get engaged in this war. They're able to push Antiochus III, the king of Syria, out of the coastlands of Egypt. And in his anger, we're told in verse 19, he returns home to Syria and he plunders his own land. And when he did that, his own people rose up against him, and they murdered him, and they desecrated his body so that his body was never found. Now consider how this perfectly fulfills the prophecy in verse 19. Then he shall turn his face toward the fortress of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall and not be found. That's exactly what happened. To this guy. And again, Daniel is writing this hundreds of years before it happens. Such detail. Now, the son of Antiochus III came to power after his father's death, and his son sent tax collectors to plunder the temple of Jerusalem to try to pay some of the debt of Syria. Now, look how history affirms the prophecy of Daniel in verse 20. There shall arise in his place, his son, one who imposes taxes on the glorious kingdom. That's Israel. But within a few days, he shall be destroyed, but not in anger or in battle. So the son of Antiochus III, he sent tax collectors down to plunder the temple in Jerusalem. Again, just as described in verse 20, But he doesn't last very long. He's destroyed 
but not in battle. He doesn't get killed in battle. He's assassinated by his brother. Antiochus Epiphanes, who we've talked about before. So his brother assassinates him. And his brother, now Antiochus Epiphanes, he's the focus of verses 21 to 35. So verses 5 to 20, again, covers a period of time of 150 to 200 years. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. It's just telling us that there's this constant war between Egypt and Syria with Israel caught in the middle. Israel is like a piece on the chessboard that's being passed back and forth between these two kingdoms. But, but now we come to this ruler in verse 21 and down to verse 35, and, and the pace now slows down considerably. The focus now is on this one ruler, Antiochus Epiphanes. Antiochus Epiphanes is known as the Antichrist of the Old Testament because he was such a wicked person and he's a picture of the future antichrist who will rise to power in the world just before the tribulation period and again we've mentioned him before in our study of the book of daniel so verse 21 and in his place shall arise a vile person to whom they will not give the honor of royalty but he shall come in peaceably and he will seize the kingdom by intrigue. So Antiochus Epiphanes came to power uh, illegitimately by killing his brother. He's, he's not really royalty in that sense. He's not the rightful heir of the throne. He comes to power peaceably, meaning not by war. And he seizes the kingdom by intrigue. By assassinating his brother. Verse 22 with the force of a flood, they shall be swept away from before him and be broken. And also the prince of the covenant. And after the league is made with him, he shall act deceitfully. So this guy's deceitful. For he shall come up and become strong with a small number of people. He shall enter peaceably even into the richest places of the province and he shall do what his fathers had, have not done, nor his forefathers. He shall disperse among them the plunder, spoil, and riches. And he shall devise his plans against the strongholds. But only for a time, he shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south, again Egypt, with a great army. 
And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle with a very great and mighty army. But he shall not stand, for they shall devise plans against him. Verse 26, yes, those who eat of the portion of his delicacies shall destroy him. His army shall be swept away, and many shall fall down slain. Both these kings' hearts, the king of the north and the king of the south, Syria and Egypt, shall be bent on evil. And they shall speak lies at the same table, but it shall not prosper, for the end will still be at the appointed time. So the the king of Egypt and the king of Syria, the king of Syria, Antiochus Epiphanes at this point, uh, they're engaged in war. The battles continue between these two kingdoms. And then it mentions in verse 27, they come to the table, meaning they reach an agreement, a peace treaty, which they both quickly broke. Right? They were being, both of them, on both sides of it, were being deceptive uh, in this peace treaty. It says in verse 27, that both these kings' hearts shall be bent on evil. Again, this, this is historical fact. We know about this stuff. And then what happens is they break the, the peace agreement. They go to battle again. Antiochus Epiphanes was defeated by the Egyptians. And so verse 28, while he's returning to his land with great riches, his heart shall be moved against the holy covenant. And so shall he do damage and return to his own land. So Antiochus Epiphanes, after returning from this battle in Egypt, he's passing through the land of of Israel and he decides to turn his army on Israel. You know, for the past 200 years, their army's been passing through this land and leaving the Israelites alone. But this time, he decides to vent his frustration on the people of Israel. And he attacks them. Verse 29, at the appointed time, he shall return and go toward the south. So now he's coming back down through the land of Israel, heading back down to Egypt. But it shall not be like the former or the latter. For ships from Cyprus shall come against him. Therefore, he shall be grieved and return in rage against the Holy Covenant and do damage. So he shall return and show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. Verse 31, and forces shall be mustered by him and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place there the abomination of desolation. Antiochus Epiphanes, he goes down to invade Egypt again, but he's turned back, it says, by ships from Cyprus. That's the Romans. The Romans come back in again, and they're able to rebuff Antiochus Epiphanes and the Syrian army, and they have to turn back. And this time, on his return home, and he's in a rage, and he attacks the city of Jerusalem. And when he attacks the city of Jerusalem, he slaughters 80,000 Jews in the city. And he enslaves another 80,000 Jews. And he forced the Jews to stop all their sacrifices in the temple. We've talked about this before and what he did. He stops their sacrifices in their temple in Jerusalem. He erects an idol 
to Zeus in the Holy of Holies. And he demands that the Jews begin to worship and sacrifice to Zeus. And then he he slaughtered a pig on the altar. And he required the Jews to worship Zeus. This statue is, is the abomination of desolation. He then burned copies of the scriptures, all the copies he could find. Anyone found with a, with a scroll of scripture would be put to death. He outlawed the act of circumcision, which, as you know, was the sign of the covenant between the Jewish people and their God, Yahweh. Uh, anyone who practiced circumcision was put to death. A baby found circumcised would be put to death. He's just turning all of his, uh, all of his anger and wickedness on the Jewish people. If we look at the end of verse 30. He shall return and show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. So there's Jews, when Antiochus... Antiochus Epiphanes turns against the Jews like this. There are Jews who are willing to just forsake the covenant. Hey, all right, you don't want us to practice these things? We won't practice these things. And then it says, look at verse 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. Look what it says. But the people who know their God shall be strong. And carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they shall fall by sword and flame. By captivity and plundering. Now when they fall they shall be aided with a little help. But many shall join with them by intrigue. And some of those of understanding shall fall. To refine them, purify them and make them white. Until the time of the end because it is still for the appointed time. We're told in verse 30, and then again in verse 32, that there are some among the Jewish people, sadly, who just go along with Antiochus Epiphanes' demands. They're willing to submit to it. They're willing to obey it. And they they stop all of their Jewish practices. They stop the sacrifices. They stop keeping the law. They, They stop the dietary requirements. They stop circumcision. They turn in their copies of the scripture for them to burn. They're handing it all over. The majority of them just gave in among the Jews, sadly, and went along with it. But there were a small group of Jews who refused to obey the demands. And they revolted. And they fought back. And what is known as the Maccabean Revolt. And their numbers were small, and they didn't have any weapons, but they took a stand for God. They took a stand for God. And they were able to defeat Antiochus Epiphanes. And they were able to cleanse the temple in Jerusalem and remove the idol to Zeus and cleanse the altar that pigs were sacrificed on and rededicate it back to the worship of, of Yahweh. This is the, the celebration of Hanukkah that the Jews still celebrate to this day. The Feast of Dedication that's talked about in John's Gospel that Jesus celebrated. That's what it's referring to. It's the dedication of the temple during the time of the Maccabeans. He asked- 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410-491- 4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a Ring of Truth that is unmistakable. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.